It smelled so strongly of her grandmother's powders and perfumes that the scent clung to one's clothes, even after returning home. Up there, in the flickering light from the windows, there was nothing for Dorrit to do. On the other hand, she felt right at home in the wing at the back of the first floor. It had both a sour and sweet smell of tobacco from the drawn curtains and heavy furniture of the sort one couldn't see anywhere else in Dorrit's world. Large, cushioned armchairs you could cuddle up in with your feet tucked under you, and sofas with decorated brown corduroy and carved black sides. That domain in the house was her grandfather's. An hour ago, before her father had started arguing with her grandmother, all five of them had been happily sitting around the dining table, and Dorrit had thought that this day would softly wrap around her like a blanket. And then her father had said something or other really wrong, that caused her grandmother to immediately raise her eyebrows and her grandfather to stand up from the table. "'You'll have to sort this out yourselves,' he had said, pulling up his pants and sneaking away. That's when they sent her out into the garden. Dorrit carefully pushed open the door to his study. Along one wall there was a pair of brown dressers with shoe samples in open boxes, while on the opposite wall was her grandfather's carved desk, totally piled with papers covered with blue and red lines. It smelled even stronger of tobacco here, though her grandfather wasn't in the gloomy room. It almost seemed as if the tobacco smoke came from over in the corner, from where a small shaft of light shone through a pair of bookshelves and rested across the writing chair. Dorrit moved closer to see where the light came from. It was exciting, because the narrow crack between the bookshelves revealed unknown territory. So, are they gone, then? She heard her grandfather grunt from somewhere behind the shelves. Dorrit pushed through the crack, entering a room she had never seen before, and there, on an old leather chair with armrests by a long table, sat her grandfather, attentively leaning over something she couldn't see. "'Is that you, Rigmore? he said in his distinctive voice. It was his German— which wouldn't disappear, her mother often said with irritation, but Dorrit was very fond of it. The décor of the room was very different from that in the rest of the house. The walls in here were not bare, but plastered with large and small photographs, and if one looked closely, it became apparent that they were all of the same man, in uniform, in various situations. In spite of the thick tobacco smoke, the room seemed lighter than the study. Her grandfather was sitting contentedly with his sleeves rolled up. She noticed the long, thick veins that coiled up his bare forearms. His movements were calm and relaxed, gentle hands leafing through photographs, his eyes fixed on them with a scrutinizing stare. He looked so content sitting there that it made Dorrit smile. But in the next moment, as he suddenly swung the office chair around to face her, she realized that the usually friendly smile was distorted and frozen, as if he had swallowed something bitter. Dorrit, he said, standing halfway up with his arms outstretched, almost as if trying to hide what he had been perusing. Sorry, Opa, 
I didn't know where I was supposed to go. She looked around at the photographs on the walls. I think the man in these photos looks like you. He looked at her for a long time, as if considering what to say, before suddenly taking her hand and pulling her over to him and up onto his lap. Actually, you aren't allowed to be in here, because this is Opa's secret room. But now that you are here, you might as well stay. He nodded towards the wall. Ach, yeah, Dorit, you're right. It is me in the photographs. They are from when I was a young man and a soldier in the German army during the war. Dorrit nodded. He looked handsome in his uniform. Black cap, black jacket, and black pants. Everything was black. Belt, boots, holster, and gloves. Only the skull and crossbones, and the smile with the pearly white teeth.